I only did this for two weeks, but this is the final week of our series, In My Feelings, which is mini-series. But last week I talked about uh, following your heart, and I talked about how, how following your heart kind of aligns with leaning on your own understanding. Leaning on your own understanding means that you're going to do everything how you feel, the way you feel it, and it's perfectly fine. But the, when you follow your heart, there comes disappointment. I'm not just talking about when you follow your heart, you do bad stuff, which naturally that's, that's just that's common sense. When you try to follow your heart, sometimes it ends up being bad. But also, following your heart brings you into disappointment. It brings you into heartbreak, and it brings you into all these other things. So last week I talked about instead of following your heart, follow Christ instead. Follow what he has said about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Because following your heart and your decisions will never get you anywhere. All it will get you is in a place of a good feeling, but that doesn't last forever. So you have to keep running toward like a drug. you got to keep going for it and keep going for it until you're really satisfied. But you will never really be satisfied until you understand that Christ is the full satisfaction. So I talked about that last week. This week, for the final week, I thought this was going to be a better message because we get, we get two of these words mixed up. These two words that I'm about to talk about tonight, we really get it mixed up because we think one is the other. But I'm here to help you understand, to build your faith, because some of us in here, even as we're saved, we struggle with a lot of this stuff because we don't know what's what, and we're not taught this. So I'm going to tell you tonight on how to understand and discern these two certain words. So for week two, the title of tonight, and I hear this a lot, if you're being completely honest with yourself, because you can say like, oh, you know, I'm kind of not feeling it, or like, man, it's kind of been a bad week or a bad day. No, 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 week two, if you're blunt with yourself, if you're honest with yourself, week two, we're talking about I'm not happy. I am not happy. You've probably said this to yourself. You don't say it to other people because you want to be a little sugarcoat, like, oh, man, I'm just not, I'm not feeling the best. No, 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 deep down, you feel like you're not happy. You don't feel happy. You feel more dread than anything else. And the character, I was thinking of like Disney, because I talked about last week for Disney, how Disney tells you how to follow your heart and all that stuff. So the character I thought of was from Inside Out, Sadness. I thought about sadness, because we did that for Kids Camp as well. And so sadness, everything, and, and, and people, what's funny is, is that kids, a lot of kids, when I read reviews, kids don't, didn't like sadness, because she was too boring and too gloomy, and like they didn't like that, because you're a kid, you want to be fun, pumped up, extravagant, all this stuff. And they didn't like the character. Um, and they liked, obviously, the other characters. The other characters had more personality. But sadness reacts everything with a, with a sad feeling. Like every decision sadness will make, everything she touches becomes sadness, depression, all this stuff. And what's funny is that teenagers and most adults' f- favorite character was sadness. And I didn't know that. When I read online, it was the case because... People thought the Joy character was annoying because usually like, oh, she's, you know, she's uplifting and, and positive and all this stuff. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool at first. But then at the same time, sometime, sometimes happiness, you don't, you don't feel happiness or you don't experience this type of feel-good sensation in a situation. And that's the same thing sadness was, was sadness was sadness all the time. She was sad all the time. But the illustration of that is, is, is depression. Now, I had, to, I had to fact check some people because they, a lot of people really do believe a lot of the times that depression is usually a spirit. Depression is usually a spiritual thing. And I agree. 
I don't, I don't deny it. The Bible does say that certain people were, were in the spirit of depression and fear. But one of the things that we, that we use is that, and I've even talked about this before, we use the spiritual component to knock out what we need to deal with. So if we're saying demon is a spirit and we're, letting, we're trying to let God handle it, but nothing happens, then our faith collapses. But if we understand that depression doesn't come from just a spirit, it comes from deeper stuff. It comes from different other things rather than just a spirit. So tonight, about being I'm not happy, happiness, the definition of happiness really comes from the root of how if everything's going great, I'm happy. Happy actually in the word means like happiness, happeningness, something that's happening that's making you happy. This means happiness is only situational. This means that happiness is only when everything is going exactly how you want it or it's, or it's just going good the way you didn't expect it. That's what happiness does. The problem is, is that happiness is not temporary. It's not, it's not forever. Happiness does not come and stay all the time. It comes and goes. Because you could be feeling happy one moment. You're, you're so happy in this relationship. You're so happy in, the, in these things of life that, that are happening. But what happens if someone walks away or something else tragic happens in your life? You want to tell yourself that you're happy? Because we can say, oh, dude, I'm perfectly fine. Like we stuff it. We're happy. But in all reality, we're not happy. You're not. Because if you were happy then that would just be something that you have all your life and it's just it comes over and over and over. But the problem is, is that happiness doesn't stay. Happiness doesn't stay. And that's one of the words I think we get mixed up because, because you want to replace sadness and depression not with happiness. That's not what you replace it with. That's our problem. We replace depression and sadness with happiness. Happiness is a situational thing. If your situation never changes, will you really be happy in the end? If your situation does not change, does that mean that you feel better about yourself, better about people? Happiness means that everything in your life is completely fine. You have no insecurities. You have no mishaps. You have no dysfunctions. You have no bad habits. You're perfectly fine. But in all reality, happiness is not the way to replace sadness and depression. The one thing that's going to replace sadness and depression is joy. Now, like I said, joy and happiness are two different things. Happiness is a situation. Joy is a spirit. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Because we think happiness is joy. Joy, the way the world looks at joy, is the version of happiness. That's what the world looks at it as. But the way Christ looks at it, the way that we should look at it as believers is joy is not a situational thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's for your soul. Joy is for the soul. And so I want to help you understand that tonight. The first scripture I want to show you is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 8. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, and for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. James 1 verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, excuse me, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Both scriptures sound really easy and simple. It's like, oh, wait, rejoice always? You can't always do that. Not when it's a feeling. 
Last week I talked about how we shouldn't be led by our feelings and be led more by faith than anything else. And the funny thing about, about joy is that joy is not what you feel like doing. Joy is a mindset and a focus that you focus on and that you get from God himself. That's what joy is. We're, we're expecting joy to make every situation great. And this is not a great thing to teach in a way that pleases people because joy, we think that everything has to be perfect. We think everything has to be fantastic and spiritual and, and, and so, and so amazing and, and, and fantastic when that's never the case. Because if you rely on everything being great, you will lose faith when it collapses. So this is why joy is separated from happiness because joy is the spirit and happiness is a feeling. Because if something great's happening in your life, then you feel happy. You get, I mean, yeah, you got, you got a great relationship. You got, you got this and you got that. It's great. It's fantastic. What if you and your relationship with someone, you hit a rocky road? You hit a rocky, rocky road. What does that, does that mean that you're still happy? Like, oh, I thought this relationship was going to be great. It is. Because nobody told you that relationships come with rocky roads. Nobody tells you that. Everybody makes you think that everything's great about the person, all that stuff. But you're going to have stuff that you ain't going to like. That you're not going to like. And that's not because of them. It's because your expectation on something is so far beyond what God's given you that you get disappointed. This is why you shouldn't base everything off of happiness. Because if you base it off of happiness, when it gets taken from you, you're depressed. You're sad. You're sorrowful. Because you're relying on something that is not God. You're relying on something that is not of the Lord. Now, I'm not saying relationships aren't of the Lord, anything. But if that person is your sole happiness, if that person you're with is your sole core happiness, and they're, fi- they're fulfilling all of your securities and, and longliness or whatever, if that gets taken away from you, what do you do then? You collapse. You're brokenhearted. You start to fall and fall and fall, and you, can't, you feel like you can't get up. That's what happens when you rely on happiness, when you rely on someone or something to give you happiness. That's the problem. We rely on situational stuff. We rely on a relationship. We rely on this and that to bring happiness. But the problem is, is that they don't last. They don't last forever. So it's a strange statement when you hear rejoice always or consider it pure joy. But the question, like, I, like the thing that I told you a while ago to remind you is that joy is not a feeling. When he says rejoice always, it's not when you feel like rejoicing. What rejoicing does is that it regenerates the way you think about rejoicing. Joy doesn't come from a feeling. It doesn't. Now, I'm going to keep reiterating it until you understand it. Because some of us in here are relying so much on, on happiness that we're collapsing under our faith because we're thinking, God, this is going to make me happy. That's going to make me happy. All of this is going to make me happy. But what is that thing that's making you happy? What if it isn't right? What if it isn't good for you? What if, not just because it's sin, because it probably is, but what if it's something else that's making you happy that is actually killing you, destroying you? Happiness is temporary, but joy stays with you. 
Joy doesn't leave because it's a spirit. Spirit-wise, what that means, the reason why joy is a spirit is because it's not of man. It's not of the flesh. It's not of a feeling. So that means if, like, for example, I want to break this myth. Nobody can steal your joy. Nobody can do it. If you think the person you really don't like that you can think in your head can steal your joy, no, 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 no. No one can steal your joy. The problem is, is that we, like I said, focus. The focus is not on joy anymore because we let the situations of someone or something to get us away from joy. This is why joy and happiness are two completely different things. Joy is separate from our situation. Joy is a gift from God and a fruit of the spirit that we are promised. It is a decision we make to trust God and believe him, believe him even when things are difficult. In every season, in every situation, you have to choose joy. Even in the hardest and the most painful seasons of your life, you got to choose joy. Because you're already suffering enough. Things are going bad. You have all this stuff in your life. You're having a Job life right now. If you ever read the book of Job, read it so you'll understand. You're having a Job-like life. But why would you suffer more by not choosing joy? Why would you want to suffer even more by telling yourself it'll never get better? How, why would you make yourself suffer more by choosing a story in your head? Choosing a story. Choosing a narrative. Choosing something that is not of God because if it's causing you to doubt of you getting out of there, that's not God. God promises that he would be with us and walk us through every situation. But we're expecting him to pull us right out of it. And that's where our happiness dies. And I think that's where joy is born. I believe God uses situations in your life to kill your happiness, to grow joy. I think he wants to kill the happiness that, because with happiness, you're fine. With happiness, you don't need God. With happiness, it lo- you lose the idea of, using, of needing God. So once everything's great and going your way, you lose all of that. You lose the sight of how you need God. And that's why I think sometimes God kills it in order for joy that's a spirit to grow within you. That's what joy is. Joy and happiness are two separate things. They're not the same. If they were the same, then peace out, God, I'm good. I got my life together. I got a girlfriend, a Ferrari, a nice house. I'm fine. I'm okay. Nothing's happening to me. I'm perfectly fine. I'm fine. No, 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 no. It's the stuff you go through that you will need God the most. But some of us don't understand that. We think we need this and we need that and we need this and we need that. And that's following the heart. But knowing core, who you belong to, who you are for, a child of God, that's, that's where you get it from because joy belongs to you because you're in Christ. Joy belongs to you. That's the first thing. The first point, joy is separate from your situation. In Galatians 5, Paul is talking to the church in Galatia about walking by the Spirit. And he talks about walking by the Spirit and not in the flesh, which flesh means sin nature. So what Paul's trying to get them to understand is that happiness is a part of the flesh. Now, happiness is not sinful. It's not. That's not what I'm trying to say. 
I'm just saying that relying on happiness can cause problems. Following your heart, doing whatever makes you happy causes problems. Sometimes the stuff that makes you happy, it might not be good for you, but you still go to it anyways because what? Well, what? It feels good to me. And this is where we fall short. This is where we start to backtrack. This is where God is not center because we have relied on the feeling of happiness. Galatians 5.22, the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Joy is spiritual. Joy is of the Spirit and not the flesh. And this is why some of us are in a, are in a pit of depression because... Because, and I'm not saying your depression is not real. I know that there are some people that are severely depressed, that have a chemical imbalance, that need this type of helping to walk through this depression. But sometimes, sometimes, listen to me, sometimes your depression is caused by your need for happiness. Sometimes your depressed state is caused by you walking away, letting the situation get to you so that you can't trust in God anymore to where your joy is stripped because you let it get to you. And it happens. Don't feel bad about not trusting God. We all do this. Even the most holier-than-thou human being that you can think of is this, has not trusted God before. Did you know that? It's crazy. That is legit. Nobody is just going to have the first response of, I'm going to trust God, even though, even though so-and-so passed away or even so-and-so broke up with me. Even We don't jump to that. It's in our human nature to not jump to that because we live in a sinful world, because we live in a sin nature world. But the question is, is that how long, how long are you going to stay in that? How long are you going to live in a fact, in the factor of looking for happiness, looking for this thing that you're going to have to run to over and over and over and over and over again, like a drug over and over and over again. I'm trying to get happiness from here, there, this, that, and We fall short and we drift away from God because we do this with our relationship with God. And this is, I'm going to hit y'all with a spear right now. You ready for this? Spear. We rely on our relationship with God to be happy. And when God doesn't meet our expectation, we walk away from him and we give him the stiff arm. Because we're waiting for God to meet what we think he needs to meet. What he needs to give to me what he needs, but God knows exactly what you need. So you don't have to ask him what you need. He already knows what you need, but he knows what to give you in the time that you need it. Because you're thinking you need this now, but what if God's saying you need it later? We don't know when God's going to give us what we need. The question is, are, have you substituted joy from the Lord and started using happiness for your relationship with God? When I'm happy, I know God's with me. I know God's with me. No. Because the devil can do all that stuff too with people that are happy. All of these millionaires and all these influencers, they're perfectly fine. Doing everything fine. Everything seems fine. The devil can do the same thing. Because happiness is the feeling of everything going good. And I'm not saying you're not, I'm not trying to doom and gloom y'all. You're always going to have great seasons. But what do you do in a season where it's not good? 
What do you do in a season where it's not pretty? What do you do in a season when it's not legit? What do you do? What do you do in a season of that? This is why we need joy as the component to propel us into our trusting in God. We rely on happiness too much. Because if happiness is, like I said, the main factor, kind of like your feelings, the main factor of every decision you make and you react to everything and you're just, you just, I want to be happy. The world will disappoint. People will disappoint. Things will disappoint. Happiness is temporary, but joy is forever. Joy is forever. My second thing is, is that happiness is a chase, but joy is a gift. When you believe in Jesus and become born again, you are gifted with the fruits of the Spirit. So the fruits of the Spirit are within you. Here's the problem. Most of this world has to chase happiness. They have to chase everything feeling great. Everything is, is fantastic. Their version of that is joy. But the joy that we get, we don't have to chase that. You don't have to chase joy. Happiness, people chase it and they get tired. They chase happiness, bypassing their values, bypassing their security, bypassing all of these things that they need to protect in order to be happy. For us, we don't need that. That is not for us. Joy is already with you. Some of y'all need to hear this in this room because some of you are battling some heavy depression. And I need you to understand this. And this is the Lord telling you this. Joy belongs to you. Joy belongs to you. Because happiness we think is the antidote to depression. No, no, no. It's only, it's only cutting off a tree branch. That's what happiness does. Joy is different. Joy is something deep within. Something deep within you. Something deep within your soul. That's what joy is. But we rely on happiness. We rely on situational stuff in order to complete us. Happiness is a chase, y'all. Y'all have to chase that mug. Y'all got to chase it every day. Because every day you wake up, you don't feel... Dude, sometimes, even for me, you don't wake up sometimes and you're like, man, it's going to be a good day today. Not all of us are like that. Sometimes we wake up with despair. We wake up with, with anguish. We're just like, oh, another day. Another, another crappy day. We're waiting for it. Has happiness, has has depression become the new normal because of happiness not being there? Has it become of that? Now, I'm not saying, listen, even when you have the joy of the Lord, you're going to get your heart broken. I hate to tell you that. That's already going to happen because people just think, oh, no, it'll be easier. It'll be a lot, a lot easier when you, it is somewhat, but it still hurts. It still hurts. It still feels like it's crumbling at a thousand pieces. It still hurts. But the question is, is that I have something to go to when I'm depressed. I have something to go to when I'm not feeling me. That is joy. It's not happiness. Happiness disappoints. But joy is already with me. Joy belongs to you. Peace belongs to you. 
kindness belongs to you. The fruits belong to you. The question is, is that are you going to grab it? Are you going to choose joy? It's a focus, y'all. It's a spiritual thing. This is why it's so hard for us to get out of a state of sadness, get out of a state of a season, because we're relying on the situation to make us happy. But happiness is a chase. But joy is a gift. You want to know why it's a gift? You know what's cool about a gift? It's given to you. You didn't do anything to earn joy. You didn't do anything to earn peace. You didn't have to do anything to earn that. It was already given to you. It was already given. It's already yours. That means you don't have to chase it. You don't have to chase this happiness that people chase in the world. They think money is the security. They think that all of these relationships they can get into to fill a void works. But joy is already within you. It's already there. You got to choose joy. Happiness is a chase, but joy, but joy is already within you. It's already there. Now, you're probably thinking, uh, Jacob, if I have joy in me, how do I, uh, how do I use it? Well, I'm glad you asked. Psalm, 11, uh, Psalm 16, verse 11. This is how you need to understand this. This is very simple because we like to complicate how to connect with God, but it's real simple. It's real simple. S- Psalm 16, 11. You make known to me the path of life. Here it is. You fill me with joy in your presence. You fill me with joy in your presence. My third and final point is fi- you find joy in God's presence. You find joy in God's presence. Something about God's presence that I think a lot of us don't understand is that it's not some, like I said, it's not just some magical ritual that you're like, like you're not doing some type of a hocus pocus dance. The presence of God is a place where there's clarity, there's understanding, there is this, you get, there's like this vibrant peace you experience when you're in the presence of God. His presence is where your needs are. That's where your needs are met, in the presence of God. Joy can be accessed from the presence of God. Because us as a fleshly human being, we're human beings. We cannot obtain joy all the time by ourselves because it's a spirit. But to get into the presence of God, to get in a place of, Lord, I need your presence. I need your presence. I need, your, I need this joy. I need this. That's what you need. Stop looking for joy because here's the deal. This is our problem, and I'm going to end it here. This is our problem. When we sin or when we do something bad, our first thought process is, man, I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel bad. It rings a tone in your brain because it happens. You feel bad. So what do you do? Oh, I'm going to go do some good things in order to, to, to get right, right? We all have this. Dude, I used to do this all the time. When I sinned and I felt bad, I used to just, I would stop listening to secular music and just start listening to Christian rap. Like I would swap the whole thing and be like, yes, this is going to, this is going to make me better. This is going to make me more righteous. This is going to make me good with God. Uh Uh-uh. No. 
I'm not telling you to go listen to secular music, but what I'm saying is, is that you thinking that you need to do better in order to feel better is religiosity. It's a religion that you made for yourself. It's a law that you could never keep. You know what's funny? Me and Pastor Kelly were talking about this. I'm going to end it with this. We were talking about, about justification and sanctification. Justification is Jesus died on the cross. That's sealed. When you believe in Jesus Christ and you make him your Lord and Savior, it's sealed. But we think sanctification is justification. Oh, if I sin and fall, I got to... I got to do something. I got I to gotta make this right. I got to read my Bible. I got to pray more. I got to do all this stuff to make your own righteousness feel better. But when these things happen, you can't rely on that. You don't, you don't, you don't read your Bible because a lot of the time, just because you want to. You get to, you, you don't read your Bible because you want to. You read your Bible because you get to. You don't pray because you want to pray or you feel like praying. You get the opportunity to because we could have all not received this. The greatest gift is Jesus. The greatest gift is salvation. That's what's been given to us. But our problem, and y'all listen up. Stop dropping stuff. Y'all drop everything. It's like a bomb out here. So to receive all that is to understand that you trying to do something to make you feel better will never fulfill because not, because you're making a law. You're making a law for yourself. You're making a religious thing for yourself. But the true power of all that is that even when that happens, justification is already sealed. Some of y'all don't understand that. The blood that Jesus shed on the cross was already sealed. It's paid. It's done for. But when you sin, you feel bad. Well, feeling bad is not enough. Feeling bad, even in, before Christ, feeling bad when you sin wasn't enough. When you used to sin in the Old Testament, you were separated from God. You were done. You were finished. You were done. But because of Christ, because, because let, let, me, let me do another explanation. I need to end this. Even if you had a little thought of something that wasn't good, you were done. One little thought, maybe you didn't like someone, Maybe you had an inappropriate thought. You were separated from God, period. You were done. You had no other chance. You were finished. But Christ is the gift that even though I struggle with that, Christ's blood covers it as a Christian. He covers it. I need you to understand this. Not everything is based off of a feeling because if it ever was, we would be doomed. We would be out of pocket. But understand this, joy, I want to challenge you this week. Find joy in God's presence. Get in God's presence this week and find the joy that he has for you. Because you're relying on happiness. You're relying on all this and that. But if you don't choose joy, you're never going to get satisfied. You will never find satisfied from happiness. You will find it in the presence of God. You will find it in joy. Because the matter of the fact, for you to understand is that we can't let happiness dictate our relationship with God because it will come and go. Only through our consistent relationship with Jesus and the abiding presence of God. We can experience this kind of joy that supersedes our situation. This week, I want you to find a way to get into God's presence this week and ask him, Holy Spirit, give me the strength to choose joy.
Choice, joy is a choice. You have to either walk in it, choose it by the Spirit, or live looking and searching for happiness. I hate to break your expectations tonight, but it is what it is. You need to understand that joy is your true foundation from Christ, not trying to find things that make you happy because it won't last. But joy is true, and joy lasts forever. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We're finally killing it, finally shutting this off. Tonight, some of y'all are battling, and and let me be real with y'all. Some of y'all are battling more than the words of I'm not happy. Y'all are battling way more stuff than no one ever really knows. And you hide it because you don't want to be a burden. You don't want to be a bother. You don't want people to just see. And I'm not saying show everyone yet. Keep that, keep that to yourself from people that aren't trustworthy. But there are people out there who love you and care about you to understand that they want to walk you through this. God especially wants to walk you through it because he wants you to know that his joy is available. You don't have to chase it like you do with happiness. Joy's already here. Joy already belongs to you. It's already here. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, tonight, You need to choose joy in a place of depression and sadness. I'm not saying sometimes depression doesn't leave because sometimes it is a chemical thing and sometimes it is a situational thing. But I want you to know this. I want you to know that even in the, this is is what's hard for us. Even in the midst of depression, choose joy. Even in the midst of pain, choose joy. Even in the midst of a bad situation, choose joy. Because it is way greater than choosing happiness and never being fulfilled while you go through something. I want you to choose joy tonight, even in the midst of your problems. I'm not going to make you raise your hand, but if 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 you're the one in here dealing with these things and you don't know how to choose joy, I want you to take a moment. I want us to take a quick second, a quick moment. And I want you to get personal with God. And I want you to ask the Lord, And I want you to say, Lord, help me to choose joy. Show me how to choose joy. Holy Spirit, help me tonight. I've been sad lately. I've been depressed lately. I don't know what to do. I need your help. We need to call on God more than we ought to. Because for some of us, we're looking at it through people. We're looking at it through things when God is the source. God is the source. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, give me, give me the strength to choose joy because it doesn't come automatically. You don't feel like choosing joy, but Lord, help me to, by your spirit, help me to choose joy. Say, say it to the Lord right now in your own, in your own words, in your own mind. Just Lord, I want to choose joy tonight. Not a, a toxic positivity. I don't want to just act like I'm joyful or happy, but I know joy is deeper than that. Joy is deeper than just feeling or being happy. Joy is a promise you can hold on to when you're going through the depths of dark seasons. Joy comes from the Lord. The Bible says that joy is an anchor for your soul. When you choose joy, you're anchored when the winds blow. An anchor is meant for a ship to when when the waves start to get rocky and the waves get crazy. And when the storm starts to rush in, the anchor's into the ground. It can't move. That's what joy is in your seasons of darkness. Joy holds you down. 
it helps you to go through it. So I want you to choose joy tonight. Lord, help me to choose joy. Help me to let, let the anchor of joy be that for my soul. When I go through tough seasons, Lord, let joy be the anchor. Father, we're done running to happiness. It doesn't fulfill. It doesn't satisfy. And even if it does, it's going to be gone in a minute. But Lord, we know joy lasts forever. So Father, we ask, Lord, for the joy that is the anchor, that's going to help us in rocky seasons, that's going to help us in the winds and the waves, Lord. We know when storms come that that anchor is joy to help us understand that we need to rejoice. Not in the way that it feels, but in the way that we understand. It's the focus. It's the, it's the mindset, Lord. Help us to choose a mindset of joy because sometimes the feeling won't work. We need the mindset of joy. Lord, we thank you for helping us deal with our emotions these past two weeks. Thank you for helping us understand that emotions are great, but they're not the source of everything. Lord, we need you to help us guide it. Let us use our emotions for your kingdom. Let us use our emotions for your glory. Let us use our emotions not just to stuff them, but Lord, we need to go to you with them. We need to step in line with you with them. We need to consult our emotions with you, Lord. We need that. When nobody else is around, we need you. When I don't, when I can't reach anyone, when I can't make a phone call or a text message when I'm hurting, Lord, I know that you are already there waiting for me to say, Lord, I need you. And you're right there. So, Father, we thank you for this, that even in our feelings, you're in the midst. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for this word. Thank you for, I, I pray that everything that I'm saying tonight in the past two weeks, I pray that every, not every student, but Lord, whatever student needs this to understand that their emotions are valid, but you need to guide them, Lord. Your, their emotions, our emotions need to be guided. We need you in that. Without the Lord, it's a disaster. Thank you, Lord, for this time and this message, for what we need to hear. We love you. We honor you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.